0: Welcome to Partially Plastic. Nobody you are about to hear or have just heard is licensed to provide medical advice, nor has anyone examined you for your individual conditions. Please seek the advice of a medical professional of your choice for your treatment. The opinions expressed on this program are personal to the person expressing them and not necessarily the opinions of the host or any sponsor and are merely anecdotal stories of our individual experiences and not meant to be statements of fact. Hi, welcome to Partially Plastic. I'm here with Mary today, and she's gonna tell her story about being botched in Matamoros, Mexico.
1: Hi, my name is Mary. Um, I went to Matamoros, Mexico, to a facility, uh, to have surgery for a mommy makeover on July 29th, 2021. And I went with a friend, And. What I was quoted when I is different from when I got there, they told me that because I lost 150 pounds because I had gastric bypass back in 2019, lost 150 pounds, no complications. And then when I got over to the facility in Morris, they had already quoted me. I think it was like eight thousand five hundred. And it was supposed to be for a mommy makeover where they would uh Take do a tummy tuck, they would do lipo, take the fat, put it in the butt, and they were gonna do a breast lift. And when I got there, um I had my husband with me for as a translator. They basically said that all I had was extra skin. I didn't have any fat, so I wouldn't they wouldn't be able to give me the butt, which I'm thankful for now. Very thankful. And uh then they told my husband that after they did the breast lift, because I was a triple D. I've had three kids, three C-sections, and I lost weight. Um, They said that I would go down to a size A. And so they convinced him, because he was my Spanish speaker, to go ahead and do implants. So when we get back to the surgery room, I remember I woke up when they were working on the left breast. And I felt everything. I was so alert that I even heard the music. They were playing uh, Selena Kumalofor. Like That's how alert I was. And they put more medicine in my IV. I went back to sleep. And then I woke up again when they were working on my stomach, but I could not feel anything on the stomach because I had the epidural on my back.
0: Did you feel when you woke up the first time? Did you feel what they were doing? uh, On the breast? Yes. I told them
1: how bad it hurts and I could feel everything. And he put more medicine in my IV and I went back to sleep just for a little bit. And then I remember them transporting me to a room after the surgery and putting me in another bed and then taking the epidural out. And the next day they came in, they took out the IVs and they told me that I had to get up and I had to go shower. And they told me to get the sutures wet. They told me the sutures cleaned with dial soap. And that's a big no, no. (laughs) And... Then they released us to go, and we stayed in a hotel over there in Matamoros for five extra days just to make sure I didn't have any complications. And I had the doctor's sister coming to the hotel to kind of like be like the nurse for the complications or anything, any questions we had, and my nipples were already turning black. And when my husband would talk to her, she would say that, It's lack of um, flow because of my nutrition. I'm not drinking enough protein. I'm not eating enough pineapple. Um, Let's see, it was just one thing after another that that I they try to say was my fault. That I need to do this and I need to do that. Well, I was taking antibiotics. I was taking my medicine. Everything like they said. Nipples still continue to stay black, and the tummy tuck wasn't looking really good at all, (laughs) and. So we left on the fifth day because they said, Oh no, you know, you're, you're fine. It will eventually go back. It's cause it's bruised, you know, and you got lack of nutrition. We get back in Houston and by this time a tummy tuck is already opening. It's why it's opening It's bleeding. Um, she's is I uh, contact the sister on um, Facebook messenger and the sister says she's talking to the doctor right now. And that, um, they're saying that, am I uh, doing the drain right? And I said, well, yes, we're doing it right. We're draining it every day. We're doing this. We're doing that. I said, um, it, it's not the drain. Like, and I took pictures and I sent it and I told them everything. And that's when they recommended that I come back to Mexico for $600 or more. And I said, Well, no, I just paid y'all all this money and y'all didn't even do what you were supposed to do. Y'all kept the price the same because you said it was part of the deal. And I don't have $600 to come back. Like <laughs> I said, I work for a doctor's office. Tell me what medications to get so I can get it pr- prescribed by my primary care physician and see if that works. So some of the meds they gave me were weird. I know one of them was uh, Symfidel, which is for erectile dysfunction. And I thought, okay, well, maybe that's just to get the blood flowing. Maybe <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but okay, I'll t- I'll try it. Another medicine was dexamethasone, which is a steroid, which actually delays healing. So I was kind of surprised by that one. And then there was another one that was a weird antibiotic name, um, but we went ahead and prescribed it, and I took it. wasn't any getting any better. And then they told me I needed to go to one of those. Um, those things where the cancer patients go in and sit and it's supposed to help
0: hyperbaric chamber.
1: Yes. There we go. They wanted me to go to that. And by this time, I mean, I'm wide open. I'd already gone to the hospital, hospital, did a CT. Hospitals don't want to touch you after going to Mexico period. And so I was kind of screwed. (laughs) So my mom actually helped me out and started calling around and found a plastic surgeon doctor that, worked on her for when she had, a um, oh gosh, she had something done with her stomach and hernia repair. There we go. And so he was actually on vacation, but he was still in Houston. And when he heard what was going on, he took my case and they got me in immediately. So here we are, we're driving down to downtown Houston to go to this doctor. And the, the, the PA that he has she walks in the room and they start taking the sutures off my breast and they're just oozing everywhere. I mean, I'm talking about so much ooze. It was bad. And then my they went ahead and took the drain out. My stomach's opened. Like it was bad. I had infection all over. They said, oh no, you're being admitted into the hospital immediately. So the next day I was in downtown Houston, St. Luke's and he did surgery. Um, he told me that he couldn't guarantee he could save my nipples because they were already black. They were gone. And he said he would try his best, but he couldn't guarantee it. And the stomach, uh, they just said that just be ready. That's all. And then I remember I woke up the next morning or I woke up right up when I woke up after surgery and I was in the room and this is still during the COVID thing. You know, you're not allowed to have anybody in the room with you. Um, I just woke up crying i had a hole in my stomach that big i had lost my implants i had lost my nipples and it was horrible and then, go ahead
0: did you have a wound back
1: nope not yet so i was in that hospital for like four or five days with the wet to dry dressing and the solution that they're using to clean my stomach because you know the stomach was open it was it was huge Uh, Dakin solution which is like bleach and when you pour it on your skin it burns it burns so bad and so they released me with the wet to dry until I got into wound care finally I got into wound care I think a week or two later and from there wound care ordered a wound back but then it took about a week or two to get the wound back and as soon as I got the wound back I put it on or got my nurse petitioner where I work she showed me how because I, I couldn't get home health through my insurance. So I started doing the, the wound vac by myself with their help and uh, came back to work. And I think I wore that wound vac for a good two months working. How big is that? What, the wound vac?
0: This yes,
1: one. It's like a little portable one, but it's, I mean, it still weighs you down. Like if, if you forget you have it and you run off, then you mess up the dressing and everything. So. Yeah. And it left, it left. (laughs) I went through like a horrible experience. I can't say that mine's the worst, but it's one of the worst of being botched. And it was very bad because nipples can never be replaced. No matter how hard you try, you'll never have the same sensation. You'll have those just never be the same. You can do the 3D tattoo, but they fade off. And after all that, just for the first surgery, to get rid of all the extra skin because she left so so much extra skin. In Mexico, the Matamoros doctor, she left so much extra skin that um, I had dog ears. <laughs> um, and they said it was going to be 12000 just to get rid of the extra skin and do the scar revision from where I had the scar from the hole in the tummy tuck. And that's just for the first surgery. So... And the breasts we haven't even really got to just yet. So, I mean, I have long, beautiful hair. I cut it super short. I went through a major depression, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I guess. And everything happens for a reason. What that reason might be, we may not know. But
0: so, what happened with the breasts? How did they get fixed?
1: Um, it's still a work in progress. Okay, it's not quite there yet. I mean, because I have an indent on my left where the nipple used to be, and it's it's pretty bad. It's depressing. When I looked in the mirror every time, it was, a, it was a depressing thing.
0: What helped you come out of the depression, starting to get everything fixed? Um, When I knew that there was hope and, you know, I could
1: be fixed, that there's a possibility. And my kids, you know, I, I knew I had to stay strong for them and that they needed me, so... That, that was it. And then coming to work, you know, being around people. I mean, that's just how I kind of overcame it. There's still days it's still very hard. And, you know, you just think to yourself, why? <laughs> and why didn't this happen to this person, but it happened to me? And, you know, there's, there's still days.
0: Now, when you said the sister, did you mean the sister of the doctor who performed the surgery or the sister of the third party coordination service that you used? To book the, the surgery.
1: The sister of the doctor.
0: Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify that.
1: But the coordinator didn't know as well because I did contact the coordinator. when. See, that's the part I missed too. When I was in downtown Houston at the hospital, I'm over here sending them pictures, showing them what they did, what happened to me, to the coordinator and to the doctor's sister. And the doctor's sister's response was that, why didn't they save it? Like, seriously, like you knew what y'all did. I have all my screenshots, all my messages, everything saved. And you're telling me why couldn't they save it? Why did they do that? Well, it's because y'all y'all killed me, killed me almost. Like I was about to die.
0: What was the response from the third party coordination service that you used?
1: Um, I would have to go back and look, to be honest with you. Let me see. Cause even when I did a live uh, online with the survivors, right away that coordinator called me and she hadn't had no contact with me at all since then. And it's like, wow, I had to actually go live and show my body just for y'all to contact me. Like y'all knew what y'all did, y'all knew what happened. Let me see.
0: Mm-hmm. Curious about more things about Mary's story. I always link um, relevant socials in the comments. So make sure you head to there and you follow the links to see more about the story.
1: Okay. Um, so I sent her pictures, and I told her this was earlier of a picture. Uh, I said, now it's worse all under the tape. And she goes, is it opening that's causing the bleeding? Did you, did she put the tape or did you? Sorry, so many questions. And it's like, really? She put the tape when I left the hospital. And she goes, I'm about to send it in and, and need all the info to be revised. And I said, is, the sister's name is telling me I need to unclog the drain for it to stop. But I have. And she goes, it's an opening though, Right. Yes, sometimes when the drains are clogged, the fluid tries to release itself from another area, so the openings occur. So they kept on blaming it on the drain, but it wasn't the drain because it was draining.
0: So, so far, they blamed the drain. They blamed you for not eating right. What else were they saying was the cause of this? Mm-hmm. Let's, let me see if I can go back to her messages.
1: Can you remember her name? It's been so long ago. It's like I... A- <laughs> wrong one and it's like anytime i I try to stay on the website and anytime that i saw somebody was booking with them i would go on there real quick and tell them my story and then i got blocked because i was like oh lord i don't want somebody
0: to go through what i went through because i was the worst ever how long were you able to do that before you got blocked oh gosh maybe about three weeks before they found out (laughs) Cause I
1: would ask, like I saw what I thought maybe it was because I was white. Maybe, I don't know. So I saw one white girl that was going in there and asked her and I said, Hey, how'd your, how'd yours turn out? Cause this is how mine turned out. Um, so the sister, I sent her papers from the hospital and she goes, if there, it says that they made you a debridement. Why did you have a neurotic tissue? Thank God it is not infected. But if you are at risk of infection where it is open, you need the patch. This patch is put on when there is an infection. And what medications did they leave you? She's asking me. So then I go, girl. I'm like, there was infection. We had to go in and clean out all of it. I have to see wound care to give back. Right now, he wants me to do wet to dry without the uh, with the high step solution. I'm on Bactrim Antibiotic. They did cultures and everything. I was on many IV antibiotics in hospital as well. And then she goes, the Dre is aware here with me. We are very sorry for this situation. We want your speedy recovery. We will be attentive. We know this will take months, but the recovery will take place. And I know that this is difficult because of all the distance, but without it, Dre can help in your recovery. Let us know and we'll keep in touch. We know that there are post-operative complications. We did not expect you. But we are here to help you and keep us informed as you are going. But then they never said anything else.
0: Did you ever communicate with them after that?
1: Nope. I just, I was just like, I sent you this and you, you're not like, you know what you did to me.
0: And said there and, was no connection.
1: Yeah. She was, she was like, literally telling me, I'm trying to go all the way back. Let me go. Because there are times that I'd have to get my husband to come over here and translate. First, she was telling me it's the position of my body. I wasn't sitting right. Well, I had the wedge pillow and I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And it was just one thing after another. It's like, come on now. So she goes, did you start taking your clindamycin today? I said, yes, it was twice a day, correct? And she said twice a day. I said, great, thanks. Then she says, send me a picture of the drain, please. Take clindamycin after meals. Okay. So I sent her a picture of the drains. She said, OK. And then I sent her a video. She says, it looks good. That amount is all day. And then I sent another picture and she says, wait, maybe it looks good. Is that amount is all day? Oh, she's asking if that's how much is coming out all day. I said, no, he changed around sick. The top part six, the top part keeps getting clogged with that particle. So he flushed it to keep it come, to come out. And then she goes, you have to disconnect it from the part and aspirate with a syringe. Said okay, because we've been doing that. And then she sends me a video. And said, okay, when can you send photos of your breasts? The doctor asked me. And I put okay. And I said, nothing is coming out of the drain at all now. And then she goes, I sent pictures. She goes, okay, let's wait for tomorrow at noon. I said, okay. And then she goes, tomorrow you bathe and walk a little. Remember to walk flexed. I put okay. Then I start sending all the pictures of my nipples of the Tommy tuck scar and the nipples you can see clearly in these photos are black. And she goes, and then I said, I had another stitch pop back open. I'm scared because none of these hospitals over here will touch it. She goes, I already sent the doctor the photos, but she's in an operating room. As soon as she comes out, I'll let you know and say, "Okay, thanks. And she goes, the doctor tells me the first of all you do is hematic biometry. You see how much hemoglobin you have, that you improve your position. It has to be flexed. And when you get up, walk bent as well. Explained in, explained it to you in two to get a complete hem- hematic biometry blood test as soon as possible to find out how much you have hemoglobin. With these results, we can make a decision what to do about your wound. The idle thing is that today, you know, you have the blood test and let me know as soon as you have it. And I said, I did in hospital yesterday. Told me everything was fine, but did not give me a copy. Every time I stand for a move, I start bleeding from my incision. Should I still be wearing the Faja because I'm bleeding like this? And she put, okay. She goes, why does the liquid come out? And there are only, there are two options. That you come, so they give you treatment so that your wound does not ne- necrose. And I put, so come back to Morris. She goes, yes. How much am I going to have to pay? Because I used all my money on this surgery. The treatments are separate. The cost approximately $600. These treatments are alternative to see what your surgery does not open. What we also ask you to do is expect to continue with your cleaning and that you continue with the position care and see how you evolve and need to feed highly on iron and protein. Probably that this is why your body is suffering for not having good concentration due to your food deficiency from your weight surgery. (laughs) The doctor, she says that he, she is going to get you the medicines and she is going to send them to you by mail while taking aspirin 300 milligrams a day. You have to be in a flex physician and send me pictures. And then she goes, do you eat every do you eat very well on Monday? Give me your data so that they can send you the medicines. And I said, okay, thank you so much. I've been laying in a flex position. I'm going to get my nurse petitioner to look at it tomorrow. It bleeds through every time I get up and walk. I send her pictures again. And then she sends me the picture of the position thing where you're supposed to lay. That's position I've been in all day. I've been sleeping in that position. She put, okay. And then I said, is it normal for your nipples to bleed? Send me photos, please. Send her photos. Apply some micro. and put your galls I've been doing that it just started today and then she said something in Spanish I have no idea what it says (laughs) and I said I guess I got my husband to translate for me and I said yes is this that normal she says no so what do I need to do any she needs to see your doctor you you need medication the steps are the following medicine quarters. If the medication, I can get it here in the States. I work for a family practice. I can get them to prescribe it for me. There's no way I can drive back to Madame I don't understand why I'm having such a hard time with this surgery. Then she goes, your skin is very thin. It lacks irrigation. But she told me the dexamethasone four milligrams uh, for three days. I says steroid, I say can i just put uh just do the injection and then she sent me the name of the antibiotic was pentoxifilina 400 milligrams and then the Symfidel, 50 milligrams and then ozon what you need is that your skin is irrigated with blood i'm like uh and then she goes there's a little blood flow in the wounds what you can't bear you can tell me and i'll buy it here okay and then she sends me pictures of insurers like I'm not already drinking like that's all I was drinking was protein shakes. And I was I was eating <laughs> and she goes, you need to nourish yourself to make so that you have more blood. OK, I said, OK, I've been drinking the premier shakes. OK, perfect. And I said, "Should I still continue the SSS tonic? Because they, they can they want you to take that SS tonic to get your hemoglobin up and all that. And she goes, yes, it's good. I said, OK, great. Thanks. And then she goes, let me tell, know tomorrow which medicines you're missing. I said, OK, we'll do. And then I got all the medicines. And she says, perfect. Says the doctor that ozone therapy is also important. And I was on August 12th. She's te- she messaged me. Hello, how are you? I said, about to be admitted to the hospital. Breasts are infected. They're saying I'm going to lose my nipples. She goes, I hope not. Is that your tissue do not have a good watering? It is neurosis for lack of irrigation. It is because of your excessive weight loss that you had. They're going to do a debridement, is what she said. I said, no, nipples are infected. They're oozing yellow fluid, and stomach is wide open. They're going to clean you up. They're going to put a patch on you, and that's going to make you all that fluid. This is what the sister is telling me. And then August 13th, I text, I'll message back. I said, I lost my nipples and silicone and was placed in, uh, had me come out, uh that was placed in me had to come out due to not properly being put in and then she said did they remove your nipples and implants like i just told you <laughs> i said yes nipples couldn't be saved and implants were placed properly causing bad Im- infection she says did you have fever why does it matter if i have fever i just told you i lost my nipples and <laughs> my my implants and then she goes that happened due to lack of irrigation the nipples were neuro- necro. Product. I can't even say it, but they were on two, but you were on two antibiotics. And did they culture to see what bacteria they are? Usually they are, they say that because of infection. That's what the doctors want you to come here to treat you and save your implants. And then August 19th, she says, how are you? And then I sent her the pictures of my stomach being wide open. And I said, severely depressed. Feels like I just wasted my money to love, to love myself better, only to come back and lose it all and more. I have no boobs, no nipples, and my stomach is wide open. I had infection all over my body. She goes, Mary. The doctor is looking at the photos. This is something we would have wanted. What? This is something we would have wanted to happen. I think she meant we would not. Did they put the vac? It's a patch, and I just read that part. So that's what they were. They kept on trying to go back and forth with me and blame it on there.
0: And just to be clear, how long was your weight loss surgery before this surgery?
1: I had weight loss surgery in 2019.
0: And the surgery was in? 2021.
1: So two years later. And okay. I, all my vitamin levels have always been great. I take a handful of vitamins, like I've never had any issues. And
0: well, ultimately, ultimately, it should have been the doctor's call. If she felt like that was a risk, then she should have not performed the surgery in the first place.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing. She saw the extra skin and, you know, she knew. She already knew that there's a lot of extra skin. She, and it's just like, you're telling me that the price is going to remain the same. And now I'm going to have to pay extra money just for the implants. I don't get the butt. And y'all know that y'all messed up. At least give me a partial refund or something. You know, I woke up during surgery. That's the worst experience ever. To be so alert that you know what's playing in the background. And... I mean, my kids had to sit there and see me with that open wound because I was with the wet to dry with that Dakin solution that's like bleach for the first two weeks before I got into wound care. And then my kids, every time I would change the wound back, they would sit there and see that hole. Like my five-year-old, he was probably three at the time, he was like, mommy got a big boo-boo.
0: Like, that's hard. It was horrible to go through. I'm so sorry that you went through that. Did you have any advice or anything else that you wanted to share with people before we go my advice is don't go to
1: matamores mexico period for any surgery <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you so much for being with us here on partially plastic